0: Hey, this is WWE Hall of Famer from the Legion of Doom, Road Warrior Animal, and you are listening to the St. Louis Podcast Network. Get ready for a great show. Tell him, Hawk! He's
1: one half of the Road Warriors and the Legion of Doom. The most successful tag team in the world of professional wrestling. He's held the AWA, NWA, WCW, and WWF titles. He snacked on danger and dined on death. He's road warrior animal, Joe Laurinaitis. And this is the What A Rush Podcast. Now, here's your host, Joe Roderick.
2: Welcome on in to another episode of the Water Rush podcast. I am your host Joe Roderick, joined alongside by the WWE Hall of Famer. He is Road Warrior Animal Joe Laurinaitis. What's up, Joe? Joe, how you doing, man? Well, a change of events here in St.
0: Louis, right? One day it's seventy-eight degrees. Next day it's thirty-five and snowing, man. It's totally. Unpredictable yeah. weather here this time of year.
2: Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I, well, I, I told you this. I mean, I was in Florida a few weeks ago for Cardinal spring training, and you know, I was on the beach on Friday in eighty-two degree weather, and Saturday I was scraping snow off my car before I went to the uh, went to the gym. So yeah,
0: you can go out there and get a suntan and come home and lose it in a
2: day here. I know. I, I I might have to. Uh, what What did you do back in the day when you had to tan up? What was uh, What was the go to back in the eighties? Uh, well, the eighties it wasn't that important. It was more the nineties. Once t TV started to uh, hit more, you know, become more and more popular. Well, we always wanted to, you know, Hawk and I had this idea that we didn't want to look fish belly white, we called it. You right. Know,
0: you pull a fish out of the water, you look at its underneath side, and it's all white because it never sees the light of the day. But, you know, we, we always wanted to have a tan, man. So whenever we got to – you know, we wrestled down south a lot and a lot in Florida and the Carolinas. And when we had a chance, we'd go to the, to the beach and then, uh, you know, we would get a tan that way. Otherwise, you know, we each had tan beds in our house too. So if we wanted to get a little bit of color, we just jumped in the tan bed for – Really? Oh, yeah. I had a tan bed for a lot of years.
2: So you never had somebody just – you never did the spray on or had somebody you know, patch you down? I did that once or twice, man. But I did, I, I did that when
0: I it back in the day. And it's such a pain in the rear end. And then you get orange palms and you look like an orangutan. You know, so I was like, quit doing that because there's no way you're not going to get it on your. It's a liquid. It goes on clear, but the next thing you know, it dries. The next thing you know, you got orange palms. You know, so it's not worth it. But guys today, man, they have that spray tan. You can see the guys on TV. Sometimes you'll see Matt Hardy on TV or some of the guys. Okay, look, for instance, the, uh, the new tag team. What's that new tag team they're comparing to the Anderson Brothers again? I forget their name. The Revival.
2: Yeah, the Revival. Okay,
0: the Revival. They were both orange last week. The one guy was orange. You can see he used too much spray tan. It would, whenever a guy looks orange, right? Unless he's got Jonas, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way it's not a spray tan, you know?
2: Yeah. So I, you know, I got a nice tan, and I feel like I'm already losing it. But uh, you know what? A, maybe a trip down to New Orleans will help us out with that. We will be there in just a few weeks for WrestleMania. We're going to go over the whole schedule in just a bit. Got a lot to get to today on the program. I know later on in the program we'll take a, a little look back. 20 years ago, around this time, was the debut of LOD 2000. Now, we're not going to get into everything that went into the run in 98 with LOD 2000. We have uh, pretty much, I mean, the, we have the whole year to uh, to get into some of the stuff that uh, that you guys did with that run. But we'll kind of talk about the beginning of LOD 2000 later on in the episode. So that's what you have to look forward to later on uh as we as we roll on here so but yeah we'll we'll get into the schedule that is going to take place in new orleans in a few weeks a lot of other stuff to get to uh, as well but first off last week ricky morton i know the cell phone quality wasn't the best but some of the stories were really good that he told and with the amount of times that you and ricky cross paths during the year at different conventions at different events, I know that we are going to sit down once again and talk with Ricky Morton. Maybe we get Robert Gibson there as well, and we just sit down and I turn microphones on and just let you two you let the three of you guys just talk for a few hours and we well, make an I mean, episode out yeah, of that
0: listen, Rick Ricky's a class act man Ricky's Rick got a lot of respect in the wrestling business, so does robert uh <clears throat> robert's the comic of the two you know I mean Ricky's funny, but Robert is a jokester I mean, it, it could be the comedy club. For two hours while we're doing the podcast, uh, so that'll be fun to do. Yeah, Ricky and Robert are good. I mean, listen, I'm I'm so happy they were in the Hall of Fame last year. They're great guys, good people, you know. And uh, you know,
2: uh, it, listen, it is what it is, man. They're top guys, and they they should. They are true legends in our sport. The uh, you mentioned the Hall of Fame. One of the uh, well, they announced. I don't know if the class is done yet, but they just announced another member this past Monday on Raw. They announced that Hillbilly Jim is going into the Hall of Fame. How often did your pads cross with uh, with you Jim? You know, uh,
0: I never got to really be in the WWF with Hillbilly Jim. Uh, only when he dur- wrestled.
2: When, when he yeah. was a wrestler, yeah, yeah.
0: Only during the Hall of Fame. Okay, when we got there, I mean, he was already retired by the time Hawk and I even got yeah. there. So uh, we would only see him on the Hall of Fames or any special like WrestleCon's. Yeah. I say I see about WrestleCon quite a bit. But uh, that's the only time.
2: You would have worked with him a little bit, I guess, not in, in the ring, but when you guy, when you and Hawk would have faced the Godwins. Would, was he managing them then? No, he no, wasn't yet? Okay. No, he, he wasn't there. He wasn't there then. Okay, because I, I wasn't sure if the pads had crossed at all with that. So. No, no,
0: Hillbilly Jim wasn't with the Godwins <clears throat> when we worked the program with the Godwins. Uh, yeah
2: yeah one of the th- you know you see the videos of him there i you know you saw the video on Monday night when they when they put him in him standing next to Hulk i I think a lot of fans might forget just how big and jacked oh bro he's a was. he's a
0: big guy man yeah I mean, the guy's got broad shoulders bro like, he looks like a i mean if you could picture a picture a human look like a coat hanger with a real skinny mm-hmm. legs and big wide shoulders that's what he'll believe Jim is he's a big guy yeah
2: you know he's got to be six five six six you know what I mean Oh, yeah. He he looks like he's taller than Hulk, and Hulk is a good 6'4", 6'5". So he's, he was a big guy. I'm waiting to get the entire class uh, announced. I don't know if they're going to announce one more or if this is going to be it, and I'd also like to know who some of the presenters are before we actually talk about the entire Hall of Fame class and maybe look back into the uh, the year 2011 when you and Paul... Uh, were, uh, very had your speech that year. Uh, very
0: different group of people going in this year,
2: mm-hmm. it seems like. I mean, uh, I don't, I
0: didn't recognize a couple that I looked at. You know, of course, you got the Dudleys, which, you know, congratulations to them. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's probably people saying, hey, there's a lot of other tag teams out there that should be in there for before the Dudleys, you know what I mean, because they just – they're still wrestling, and they just kind of retired. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And uh, but you know, Bill Goldberg is going in, which is going to be the big hit on the uh, on the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Because he just recently retired again. So I mean, it's listen. It's going to be a good. It's going to be a good Hall of Fame.
2: It, it always is, and uh, we will be down there for that. Uh, for that, all of that WrestleMania weekend when the Hall of Fame takes place uh want to go over your schedule quickly for fans who uh, have not purchased their tickets yet at WrestleCon or at least purchased pre-purchased photographs or autographs from you uh, at WrestleCon you uh you have a packed schedule you will be at WrestleCon for 11 hours during that weekend so yeah you are, a few hours uh,
0: Friday a few yeah. Saturday a few Sunday yeah. you know just taking you know
2: so if you get in on Friday, you can see uh, you could see Road Warrior Animal at WrestleCon from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Saturday, you will be there from 9 a.m. to noon. And on Sunday, you'll be there from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. So you will be there. For eleven hours, so people, uh, we shouldn't hear anybody complaining that they didn't have a chance to no, meet, uh, meet Road Warrior Animal or me, because I I will gladly sign any of the T shirts <laughs> that people wear if they want to come there, and we'll have some for purchase as well. I'll sign I'll sign autographs till my hand hurts. Hey, listen, I I was happy to see that both styles of the podcast T shirt have been
0: sold. Yes, people have bought both styles, so it's really cool to see that. There's a lot of great wrestling fans out there, a lot of great listeners. We just acquired. 10,000 more fans today via Twitter and Instagram. Well, not
2: 10,000 more fans. No, no, 10,000 no, 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 no,
0: no, no. 10, more. I talked to a gentleman this morning who says you will have 10,000 more followers listening by the end of the day today. He said,
2: no, he's, I, I know what exchange you're talking about. He said we will get you to 10,000 by the end of the day. Mm. It's all part of our quest to get you to 10,000 Twitter followers, know, Joe. The guy, hey. probably,
0: the guy probably messaged me on this thing.
2: If we want to, I, I saw, I'm telling you, <laughs> he said that we will get you, our quest is to get you to 10,000, and as of our uh, as of our recording right now, we are just over 9,800, so hopefully by the time that this hits Friday morning at 8 a.m. Central, we will have that 10,000 mark for you, and then we can uh, already start going to 20,000 with that, and we're going to have some contests that we're going to be running. We're going to give away some shirts, and we're going to have other stuff to give away as well, because I, I could tell you this, along with uh, along with all of the stuff that you are doing down in New Orleans that is already announced at WrestleCon, I, I can't mention it yet. I'm not allowed to talk about it yet. We have a we should be able to mention it on next week's podcast, Joe. We have a, a we have a surprise that I think a lot of people are going to really really enjoy that you will be a part of during WrestleMania weekend. I am really looking forward to it, and I hate that I cannot mention it on this week's podcast. I was told, I was told when we talked about it, kayfabe, kayfabe. First time that I've ever been told that when talking about something in the, uh, I guess in the wrestling biz, if you will. But I am not allowed to mention what we have in the works for people: WrestleMania weekend but I know that you uh you will have a lot of fun doing it and I know the fans that will be there will have a lot of fun at the event as well. It's always a great event for the
0: fans, man. It's a fan, it's a good chance for the guys, the legends to interact with the fans that have been supporting them throughout the years and everything else. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, we should have over a million followers i got millions of fans all over this nation in the world in the uk the good thing about it is we're on a small network out of uh, you know out of st louis Missouri. Yeah. so once we get into the national rec- uh, you know recognition there's no i have no doubt that we'll be getting hits from australia for the uk from china from everywhere you know, yeah so.
2: and more on that coming up in a uh, in a bit too as we have been talking to a lot of people about working on getting this uh, getting this out there getting the word out there as the numbers of this podcast continue to grow we thank those of you that were with us on day 1 of the uh, of the podcast all the way back in November that are still with us here in March and beyond as we just uh, we keep growing each and every week we see those numbers we see those percentages go up and of course that is all because of you the listeners that are out there and you the fans and hopefully we can do a lot to give back to you over the uh, the next few weeks of this show. You could follow us on Twitter. You could follow Joe as we uh, go on our quest to get into 10,000 Followers at R W Animal. R W Animal is where you could find him on Twitter. Our Twitter account is at What a Rush Pod. At What a Rush Pod, you can follow that and get all the updates for the show. I am at Joe Roderick. It's real simple. J O E R O D E R I C K is where you could find me on Twitter. On Facebook, also really easy to find us. You just go to the What a Rush Podcast with. Road Warrior Animal Joe Laurinaitis. That's what a rush podcast uh, with Road Warrior Animal Joe Laurinaitis. You find that on Facebook. All of our stuff is there as well, and we also have an Instagram account. We have the uh, the Instagram account for the What a Rush podcast, and I uh, I like the pictures that we have up there. We have. I, I'm not running that one, Joe. You're you're not running that one. Uh, the Instagram account, so we are getting different pictures posted on there from uh, the uh, from the person that uh, that is doing it, and I expect a lot more, not only vintage pictures, but also uh, some uh, maybe some more personal pictures from uh, from growing up. As uh, oh gosh, I know yeah. there's plenty there, bro. Yeah, I've talked to the uh, person, and I, I just want to get a lot more out there from uh, from what we have already seen. And I, the other thing that we're doing on uh, Twitter as well that we just started this week, it's the Daily Doomsday device, Joe. Daily doing, Doomsday. The Daily uh, yeah, Doomsday device. Go, so we're just going to be posting videos, pictures, whatever, of you and Hawk delivering the uh, the Doomsday device to somebody. Or it, it could be somebody else. I know Chaz uh, Mosh from the Headbangers posted, uh, sent you a picture the other day of he and Thrasher giving some uh, team the Doomsday device and a tribute to you guys. So we, uh, I, I sent him a picture back of him getting the Doomsday device yeah, from you.
0: It always, it always has someone sending that's already <laughs> taken it, <laughs> trying to make themselves feel better by doing it to somebody else. But yeah, man, you, you could probably get every tag team, top tag team in the sport of professional wrestling to to give you the you know a, a quote on the doomsday it's actually a, it's a pretty pretty scary move when you're up on somebody's shoulders and you just got to flip backwards unseen you know and it's man.
2: yeah and that's you know we've talked about that it looks it, you know it, obviously it was a devastating finishing move that you guys did to so many but when you break it down and you look at just the the way that the guys you know would take it, it wasn't something that they, they should have been too worried to do. It was you know you and Ricky talked about it a lot last week. It's that trust that you uh, you get in the ring, you trust Hawk to do his job, you trust you to do your job, and the uh, the move uh, shouldn't uh, shouldn't be that bad.
0: No, no, man. It, listen, as long as you are controlling your body, which we
2: all are in the wrestling business, pretty much. I mean if you could walk a chew gum, you should be able to take the finishing move, you know. And that you know, we we talk about the trust in the uh in the ring. Did you see what happened a few weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, the Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards uh match from Impact. From now it's now Impact Wrestling and the wrestler Sammy Callahan
0: All as I saw, bro, was the brutality of his yeah. injury, right? Getting hit in the face with the baseball bat and Listen, accident, one, accidents are going to happen in the wrestling yeah. business. I mean, guys get – I mean, God forbid, look what happened to Draz, Deal Brown went to do the running slam and tripped, and bam, Draz's neck got broken. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know Bruno San Martino actually – Stan Hansen actually broke his neck. Bruno's neck in uh, Madison Square Garden in New York City one time. So things happen in the wrestling business, bro. I mean, I've broken ankles, broken hands. I broke my back. Rick Steiner broke my neck. You know, it's going to happen, but you're you're dealing with with human interaction, and and all accidents are going to happen.
2: Yeah, he. Uh, it was a hardcore match. He went to swing the baseball bat down at Eddie Edwards' face and caught the top of the bat right in Eddie Edwards' eye. Eddie Edwards posted pictures from the uh, from the hospital of his eye, just uh, the the gauze all around it and the blood everywhere. And Sammy Callahan's catching a lot of heat about it, and so. Talk me through this, how this will affect him. Obviously, he's with Impact right now. I would imagine Impact is going to use the publicity that they're getting from this worldwide and uh, turn it into their advantage. But as a as a wrestler, how is this going to – will this hurt or help Sammy Callahan in the future taking other bookings or working with other companies? Well, I
0: think they've got to look at it, Joe, whether he was careless or if he was careful. I mean, if he did it – maliciously or was very careless, then they're going to really reprimand them and probably, you know, knock him down a few pegs mm-hmm. for doing that. But, you know, accidents happen. Look, man, the Warlord gave that finish to me, the reverse Simone slam where he landed on my head. Right. And, you know, gave me a skull fracture, orbital rim, broke my cheek and my nose in one move. I mean, you know, things happen, man, and you got to look at the quality of the guy. Like, Warlord was a great guy. I'm not going to get mad at Warlord because he did an accident, I mean, he felt horrible, was damn near going to cry in a locker room when we were talking about it. You know, so it all depends on that, Joe. I mean, what they should do is use their advantage. I mean, there's definitely going to be a big, big, uh, what do you call it, Uh, there's going to be hell to pay with it. I mean, you know, there's going to be a big revenge factor if they book the storyline Right. They could have a big revenge factor for one or two pay-per-views probably and make it mean something or for or to go around the country. I don't know what level that impact is going with right now with a lot of things. But, you know, I mean, listen, it may help to boost their company. I mean, the company needs a lot of help right now.
2: I would imagine you know? that more, uh, no pun intended, but more eyes will be on the program in the next few weeks because it's getting, you know, it's, you, you type in Sammy Callahan on uh, uh, on Google right now and everything about him is this bat to the eye. Yeah. And other wrestlers tweeting out about it. Other, you know, Cornette has talked about it. Cassius Ono has talked about it. There, there are a lot of other wrestlers. i just, you know, as I look here just at the screen that I'm looking at, there are other wrestlers tweeting about it and talking about it. So yeah. take advantage of that.
0: Well, it's, it's news, man. What they should do, what TNA should do, what's the name of the guys that got hurt? Eddie Edwards. Okay. Eddie Edwards. What they should be doing is having Eddie Edwards' guys call me and they should be doing a segment with me. What is it like to go through what Eddie Edwards is going through right now? And I should help him get to that next level with his opponent. you know what I mean? Hey, listen, man, I've already been through that. I've already had that operation. I know what it's like to blow out your orbital rim, to get hit in the face, to be have that kind of surgery you're gonna have, lot of yada 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 and you know, and build it and explain to the fan, listen, the fan, you have to explain everything with the storyline to the fan. Right? You know, it's his fight, but you know, hey, it wouldn't help me to second him in his corner for his fight to make sure that doesn't happen again for him so he has a fair fight. You know what I mean? that that's the way i would do something like that you, you got you, it, credibility is a big thing cuz really in the world of professional wrestling nobody really knows who those two guys are they're not a household name by any means with anybody you know what i mean but mistakes are going to happen, man, in the wrestling business. And, you know, TNA is on a new growing trend right now. And uh, they need all the help they can, man. And to, to avoid using legends, I think, with TNA is a mistake. You've got to start
2: using legends. Now, with this, if I recall, we talked about this. We've talked about this a few times. If you go back into our archives of some of the other episodes, they now you it was the warlord that initially broke your orbital. But storyline-wise, they didn't have it happen until what was it the Powers of Pain jumped you during the bench press competition? Yeah. Okay. So that so was, with yeah. a blown
0: out orbit, I had to take a high boot from Barbarian and then right. smash my
2: head into the weights to knock them over with my orbit already busted out. And then following that, you wore the mask yep. for a few weeks. For two months. Okay, that's what I, I. That's
0: so that I mean that's that's where they have to go with it. I mean they what they really should do. Is do another segment with, you know, his opponent attacking him in the hospital a bit or something. You know what I mean, right? And really get some mileage out of this thing that happened with him. You know, storyline wise. You know what I mean. So it then it means something, and then now you give people the reason to get behind the guy that got hurt, and then you know, then he goes after the heel, and the babyface looks like a hero because he's chasing him down. And you have the blow off. You know what I mean?
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll. Uh... Have to have you reach out to uh, to Eddie Edwards, talk to him. know. Oh, uh, who
0: knows, man? Sometimes TNA is ridiculous
2: in trying to get any bookings at all. So we'll see what happens. They uh, that's another one of the shows down there too. Uh, they they're putting on a big show in WrestleMania weekend with Lucha Underground, Impact, and Lucha. Underground. And then the other big show that weekend, along with all of the WWE events with the Hall of Fame T, and of course WrestleMania, is the Ring of Honor uh, card the uh, that they will be on Saturday night. And that one, I believe it's Cody against Kenny Omega as the main event of that. That's, God, you talk about some of the big main events that weekend. That you know, Yeah. That, that's, bro, that, that's up there. I mean, Co- that's up there in one, probably Co- one of the top three matches that you might you have a chance at seeing. Uh, Cody
0: and uh, Kenny Omega is probably, and for the fans' perspective, you're probably going to have most of the fans want to see that match over most of the card on WWE, to be quite honest with you.
2: Yeah, that's uh you know I've I've I'm slowly putting together my list of events that I want to I want to see that weekend that I want to do that weekend what I can get myself into what I might have to pay to get into what I can, you know, maybe call in a few favors with a podcast partner for uh, to get the end of Yeah, yeah bro, some. knock yourself out, bro. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be signing my rear end off and freaking doing
0: podcasts myself. So you knock yourself hey, out. Go to the event. It's
2: just going to be, you know, what it might be. Hey, uh, Joe, can you text this guy for me? Get me into this event. Hey, t- uh, shoot a text to this guy. Get me into that. Type yeah. of uh, type of deal yeah, getting
0: into getting getting into the wrestling shows won't be an issue. The only tough one is WrestleMania. So you'll deal with. Oh, it. I already
2: got it. I, know, I'm so. already I'm already set for WrestleMania. Mm. The next thing uh, that I I'm working on right now is uh, I think I, I booked my flight this morning actually uh, for when I'm coming home. And I think I'm uh, right now. I booked it for Tuesday. I booked it for Tuesday morning because I feel if I'm going to WrestleMania, if I'm doing everything else that week. Damn it! I have to go to that Monday Night Raw afterwards. You know that's become such a it's become such a big event with the guys coming back, and you know I feel like it's just something. If I'm going the whole weekend, you got to stay for one extra day and do the show, right? Have fun! I'll be back in St. Louis.
0: (laughs) All right, hey, I'll be so you you never know, bro. It could be 80 degrees by that time. I'll text you a
2: picture when I uh, Mm. when we see that. um,
0: Listen, it's it's a good weekend for the fans, man. It's, Mm -hmm. It's a great opportunity as as much as. Much heat as WWE's got with the way they're doing their storylines and everything else, bro. It, it yeah. is a spectacle. It's a great event. The fans get to come from all over the world. They get to see, like you say, TNA, Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. other shows, meet legends, do podcasts uh see Q&As listen to Q&As and then go to WrestleMania, still see the Hall of Fame inductee ceremony. Yeah. It's a great big weekend for the wrestling business.
2: It it absolutely is, but we can't look ahead too far because this weekend you will be in Madison, West Virginia. We will be there with Al Snow, Rob Conway. Uh those will be the uh, wrestling uh, legends that will be uh, at the uh at the event. And then uh, also on that uh, same card is uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, uh, man. I
0: look forward to meeting that young man. I've not seen him since he was just a little guy. And uh, it's going to be really good to see him, man. You know, I traveled a lot with his dad, Brian Pillman. And uh, you know, great guy. And uh, I know he really cared about his kids, man. It's just... uh, it's a shame Brian's not here with us anymore. He'd be so proud of his boy getting into the wrestling business. But, yeah, man, I heard, I heard the kid looks like a stud, bro. I heard he's a good-looking kid. i watched him pictures of him. He's a good-looking kid. Mm-hmm. He's got a good build on him, man. And he, you know, he's, I heard he's got a great attitude. Of course, he's, if he's down there learning how to wrestle through less stature, which most of the guys do down in that area, that part of the country, uh, less is a great technician, teaches guys very well, and um, I'm sure he's, he's going to be good
2: so that uh you can uh, find out all the information for that online it is in Madison, west virginia this uh this week what part of west virginia is is that even in what, i don't know
0: bro i'm flying into charleston and okay then someone yeah someone picks me up in charleston west virginia and then i go
2: all star wrestling is the name of that event this uh this weekend so you will be there this weekend and then uh, do you have your uh, do you have the schedule for the rest of the uh rest of the month i know you will be I want to say, are you going up to? I, I, I have it here. I, I'll bring up your your schedule. I know I have it uh, with me because I know you have Florida coming up in a uh, in a few weeks. But I believe that's not till the uh, the twenty fourth for uh, for that. I believe in uh, the uh, next weekend. No, you're you're actually open until Tampa. You have an open weekend on March seventeenth, so you actually get to uh, you actually get to stay home for a for a weekend and not have to get on a plane.
0: Yeah, I think March twenty fourth is uh, is Augusta.
2: Is that Augusta? Augusta, Georgia, yeah. Okay. Doing Augusta,
0: Georgia. And then, uh, of course, you know, the 31st, I have my granddaughter Hayden's first birthday party down in Nashville. So we're all going down to Nashville to celebrate that. And then, uh, let me see, where am I coming up here? Well, then we well, got. The weekend after that's WrestleMania. Mania weekend. Yeah. Mania, <coughs> Mania weekend there. And yeah. then, uh, I think the 20th. I I think the 20th, I don't know if I'm in Detroit. I may be in Pittsburgh that day. I'm waiting to
2: find out today. Are you talking April 20th? April 20th. My schedule yeah. says Indiana, so you're talking Detroit Pittsburgh. You're way off, bro. <laughs> Indi- Indiana, hey,
0: bro, things change like the wind sometimes. Indiana is out. No, no. Yeah, no, no. It, it's, uh, it's Detroit. I'm doing a thing uh, for, for with Brian Knobs out in Detroit, okay. one of the nasty boys, the 21st. So I'm trying to see if I have another event on the 20th in Pittsburgh or in Detroit. So,
2: yeah, we're we are working on getting a website for you. I know we are working on that. That was one of our top things to get done in 2000, early part of 2018, is to get a website done for you, where people could go on there and they can listen to the listen to the podcast. They can look at where your schedule is. They can buy autographs for you. They can buy the T-shirts. That we're selling at pro wrestling tees, uh, they can, you know, they can get a voicemail recording. They can have, they can have you uh, record the voicemail on their phone for them. So it's going to be a one-stop shop for all of that. Instead of having to search on all of these different websites, we are going to have one place where people can go and find all of that. And we hopefully we'll have that launched by uh, by WrestleMania. Hopefully we have that launched by then, so people can uh, can go and find all of it on there. That's the uh, that's the hope. Yeah, I got all my dates here. I just got, I just got to get them so they get filled in on the on the site. Yeah, that's yeah. We, we need to do that. Not only that, but me as well. I need that so we could figure out where I'm traveling with you on some of these, and we're getting some of these interviews knocked out before uh, over the next uh, over the next several weeks. So that's all. Yeah, that's all a bunch of stuff we have to do. I know you said that you watched uh, you watched Raw this uh, this past week. We're starting to see that WrestleMania card take shape. We're starting to see the main events for that, of course, this weekend at the Fastlane pay-per-view. We should have a better idea of what the SmackDown main event should be, or I guess who the champion will be there as they have the six-pack challenge. And uh, Shinsuke Nakamura has already said that he's challenging AJ Styles, but we'll see if that you know, if that any of that changes or how that uh, that might change over the next few weeks, but we know it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. At least that's what is being promoted as of now. If they add somebody new to it, if somebody for you know, if one reason or other gets taken off of that, uh, but right now they are all in with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman cut a hell of a promo. On, on Monday Night Raw. That's right there. You did, mean-
0: man. Paul, Paul, listen, that's why Paul talks for Brock. Because Paul is a great storyteller. and mm-hmm. He puts, puts A and B together and does a great interview. His facial expressions are freaking great. You know, especially when Roman came down to the ring there at, at the end. But, you know, here's the thing, man. Uh, Roman needs to approach, uh, approach this thing like, yes, I'm not afraid of Brock, but you're not going to go down there with the confidence. You're, you're going to get in a fistfight with Brock and beat Brock's ass because it just ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's not reality. And, you know, one thing, Joe, that really gets me irritated when I when I read some of the posts from the fans is – Oh, he's only a part-time champion, isn't it? Listen, man? The guy is a world champion UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. He made his deal with the WWE on how many days a month that he should work, and as long as he makes their major TVs to promote the event, what do the fans care? He's the universal champion if you until you find a better guy and someone that's going to put we call asses in seats then the people got to quit complaining. I mean, you know, Brock, Brock's the man. And listen, he gives them a great match every time he wrestles. You know, he can't help it if he gets in a ring that doesn't have, with someone that doesn't have the experience he does. You know what I mean? It, you know, And then the match looks one-sided, but he's doing a good job. Listen, he and Strowman, even though the match wasn't exactly the best match in the world, it still got the point across. You know what yeah. I mean? And the same with Roman Reigns. You know, I think the... You know, sometimes the fans better should look into their own souls and say, "Listen, why are we not behind Roman Reigns more?" You know what I mean? Instead of booing him half the time and cheering him half the time, make up your mind: Do you like the guy or do you not like the guy? You know, you can't part time like him and then part time hate him. You you got to pick pick a side, pick a side. You know, and listen, Brock's a great champion, man. You, you, listen, would people love to have to see him on TV? Yes, every week. But you know what? Look at the look at the name, names from on, the, on the TV. They have so many names. You know, if Hunter and Stephanie wouldn't take 20 minutes of the first segment of talking, then maybe they would have room to put someone like Brock Lesnar on TV.
2: You know what I mean? Well, they're always going to make room for Brock Lesnar on TV. It's just, a, it's just a matter of how much is he needed. How often do you need to see Brock Lesnar? You know, he's a big guy. What's he going to do gonna, different? Yeah, he's not going to talk. If he gets physical, he's going to throw some punches and, you know, throw a few German suplexes out there. How often do you need him? On TV, I, I guess is the point. Yeah, I maybe mean, yeah.
0: listen. He, he, it'd be like us going over there and doing the Doomsday every week. You can only take people to Suplex City so many times. And, um, you know, And, and what, what else has Brock got to prove? At this point, it's almost like the UFC. People should be coming to the door wanting to challenge the man. Mm-hmm. And that's the way this thing should be promoted, and that's the way these fans should be taking it, is that, hey, Brock's the man. It's no different than um, whether it was Evander Holyfield or Mike Tyson being the champion or you know, Floyd Mayweather being the champion, he got he got you know, got challenged. You know, you Colin McGregor challenged him. Colin McGregor went to him and challenged him. Floyd said, All right, I accept the challenge. Bam, there's your there's your fight. Same with Roman Reigns. Go there, challenge him, say the belt sitting dormant there. I want to challenge you for it, bam, go. You know the wrestling fans are looking into this way too much. Be happy the match is going on and enjoy the show.
2: That yeah, that's uh, and that that's one of the matches that has been already announced for this weekend. The other one uh, being the uh, Ronda Rousey Kurt Angle match versus Triple H and uh, Stephanie. It's you know what you got to get Ronda Star Power out there in WrestleMania. So have her work a match where it's going to be a lot of you know it's. It's going to be more of a show than an actual wrestling match. You're not looking for them to go out there and work twenty, thirty minutes.
0: It's a waste of time. <laughs> in my opinion, it's a waste of time.
2: <laughs> people are gonna people are gonna tune in to watch Ronda. People that were fans of Ronda Rousey, they
0: will tune in, in just in because. UFC, it's, yep, that's, that's all they're doing is they're going to tune in to see. But people don't care. I mean, listen, Stephanie gaman has got her rear end kicked by less opponents compared to Ronda Rousey by different girls, right? To me, mixed tag matches never work. They never worked. True wrestling fans could give a crap about them. They just don't work. I mean, listen, what else is Ronda Rousey going to do? She's already thrown Triple H through a table. She's already, you know, put Stephanie in an arm bar. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much your finishing move. I mean, there's really, listen, it's a cute little segment to fill. I think they had to fill a spot on the card and that's the way they filled the spot.
2: Well, you had, you had to put Ronda out there. You're not going to put Ronda out there against Charlotte Flair in her first match. No, you're that's, not, but you, there's, you're, no, yeah. there's
0: no reason to. But no, you want to but,
2: work up to that. You hope that Ronda's able to become a good enough wrestler in the ring that she can face off against a Charlotte Flair. And okay,
0: then... okay. but bro, why did she go on TV then and get in the ring and put at the WrestleMania flag? You made a fool of yourself. She ain't going there to challenge nobody for the belt. Now she's wrestling Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. Yeah, They're not thinking their storyline. You had her go out there right after Asuka won, and you go out, and you go out there, and what you took away from Asuka winning the Royal Rumble, for one thing, and you had her point at the flag, and then she's not in the ring with any one of those girls. Do you know why that is? Because every one of those girls, those other girls are still pretty green too, Joe. We call it green in our business. You don't know what's going on, right? Like, if you're not as experienced as somebody else, all those girls were green, so... No one could really maybe carry the match with someone like Ronald Rousey who doesn't have the ring experience and ring presence yet. So now you got her in a match with Triple H and Stephanie. Why did they see that she wasn't coming along as far as they wanted her to in wrestling camp down at NXT or, or the Performance Center or are they, you know, just trying to get different mileage and go a different direction here? It's kind of it's really kind of weird when you think about it. As a see, listen, one thing I will tell you, you may get a lot of wrestling fans. That don't have college degrees, but one thing they do do in this business is they study the business, and they're looking at it by. I thought Ronda Rousey was going to come in and challenge one of those girls that was in the ring. The four girls that were standing there. Now she didn't challenge any of them. Now she's went pfft, t- took a left turn and is wrestling you know Triple H and Stephanie, which doesn't it just it just doesn't make sense to me why you throw that in there.
2: Yeah, it's you know what it's a way to get Triple H on the card because you know he's going to wrestle once a year at WrestleMania. That's kind of his role right now. I yeah, having Stephanie in there. You know what Stephanie though, in her years of working matches, she has worked well. I think she can take a bump. She can uh, she she can sell and. But, they, but they again, just, nobody they just, out there is going to believe they should have
0: just started off with that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Let Rhonda get her feet wet, start off with that angle with Triple H and all that. What they should have done is when she came out there for her first promo wearing the Rowdy Piper jacket, they should have, you know, Stephanie and Hunter should have just jumped her crap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then had him come out to help him. Then they could have created the same situation. I just think, come sometimes, Joe, you cheat the fan a little bit when you have her come out there and point at WrestleMania and putting the thought in their mind that she's going to somehow challenge for one of the titles, and then she just doesn't do it. Yeah. You know, it's it's to me it was just I don't know, man. I, that's the way I see it as being a guy who's you know wrestled main events for thirty years. I just look at it as a different thing. I look at it very professionally. I don't look at it as you know what's going to make the fan happy.
2: Well, that now, you know what? It's a, the, the way the, money, the business makes money these days, it is, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a hell of a lot different. The other match that we know for sure is going to be on the card, Miz, Seth, uh, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor. I kind of wonder if part of this is made because Maurice, Miz's wife, is due to give birth, I believe, April 6th. And Miz has stated that he would miss WrestleMania to go see the birth to be in L.A. for the birth of his uh, birth of his child. That's
0: probably it, too. And, and I know and, he's got a TV show coming up, too.
2: Well, it has nothing. Yeah. It, putting him in, that's why I'm saying. The triple threat match, because if Miz happens to miss, you at least have a match still there. Yeah. For that. Uh, but did. I tell you what, I mean, Miz is, you know, if it weren't for Paul Heyman being on TV right now, Miz is the best on the mic in in the company.
0: Miz has gotten a lot better. I will give him props for that. He has gotten a lot better on the mic. He is good. I, I really wasn't excited about his first time he ever did his, his talk show thing, but as like anything in the rest of it, as time goes on, you get more comfortable with your stick and then you do it. And he is he is doing really well with it.
2: So that's uh, there you go. At next week, we'll have a better idea of what the uh, what the card looks like by the time we're recording, especially with the uh, Fastlane pay per view being over with. We should, have a, uh, we should have a clue as to what some of the other matches will be and who, uh, you know, who some of the other participants will be. I'm still waiting to see where Braun Strowman falls into it. For as big as he has been in the company for the past year, it seems like it's a shame to not have him in a high-profile match. he should, but who's he going to wrestle? That's, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. I mean,
0: who, who, who's he going to wrestle that anyone believes that could stand up to him right now? I mean, you know... Um, you can't put him in any type of rumble type match. You can't put him in any kind of that'd
2: be a waste. Yeah, the handicap the Andre match, battle royal would be a waste. It,
0: it really would be a waste. You know, the only other guy he could wrestle is Lesnar. You know that people believe that you know would be a fight for him. You know, what I yeah. mean, he, he's a big, huge monster. You know, I mean, listen. Right now, they're feeding him Kane around the country, and you know, and Kane's being a good businessman with it. But you know, what are you going to do with Braun Strowman? I mean, he's 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 a big son of a gun. You know, and and uh, I just think he needs to just stay on the road and learn how to work and learn how to wrestle and then, uh, you know, perfect his craft.
2: They're doing a lot with him as far as the promos go, the backstage the kind of having him record it. with his, It makes it look like he's recording it with his own phone. And playing that on Ross, so they're giving him a little more personality, I think, too these uh, these days. Well, I've been a fan. I've been a fan of his uh, for a while now, and I've I've preached that plenty of times here on this podcast.
0: He see, I I just saw a promo just yesterday that he did, and it actually was real actually was on TV the other day. It was really a good promo. I thought it was good, considering you know. But listen, it, he's learning. I mean, he's learning. He's getting more comfortable in his skin in the business. You know, it's. People don't realize how difficult it is just to be a natural at promos. Mm-hmm. Very few people come in there like a flair or like, you know, Hawk and I came in and, you know, we had each other to feed off of so we could learn how to do interviews right away. Very few people are natural at it. I mean, charisma is something you can't teach. You either got it or you don't.
2: If you want Joe uh, Road Warrior Animal to cut a promo for you on your voicemail, Celebrity VM is where they can uh, where they can find that. You can have uh, you can have Road Warrior Animal cut a promo for you. It's funny. I've done uh, a lot uh, of
0: weddings, a lot of birthday parties. Like I even sang "Happy Birthday" to some young kid one time, and you know, in my Road Warrior voice, <laughs> did stuff like that. You know. It's kind of funny, man. You know, and and if you want to book me for any event, you know, just go to bookbookperceivers or contact me on uh, on instant messenger, and I'll, I'll get back to you. And I I got a lot of bookings, man. I mean, eh, contact me quick, man, because every weekend is filled up right now. I have a couple openings in June. That's about it. But June and July are going to fill up quick, and then once you get in the fall, it's like gangbusters again.
2: Yeah, uh, we uh, we know we need to get you booked on. Uh, it was just announced this uh, this past week. It was just announced after Raw. Cody and the Young Bucks are putting on a house show, a uh, show called All In, up in the first weekend. I think I believe it's September first or September second in Chicago. Well, you uh, be hey, you that'll were be booked good. in Chicago. Yeah, man. You spent I, a I lot lo- of lo- times
0: with Cody's dad. I love Chicago, man. God dang, but the, at the UIC Pavilion at the Rosemont Horizon. At the McCormick Center, man. There's a lot of great buildings in Chicago. It's a, it's a great place, man. I was just up there recently, signing some autographs up there, and uh, did a couple of shows up there. And you know, of course, I I stop by and I visit Pro Wrestling Tees all the time when I'm in town. That does our uh, Road Warrior Legion T-shirts there and our One Rush Podcast T-shirts. You know, and uh, in the uh, in Chicago, man. Chicago's a great city, bro. Not only a lot of great nightlife, a lot of great restaurants, a lot of great food, and a lot of great wrestling.
2: I'm going up there next week, and I'm actually going to stop by, meet the folks at Pro Wrestling Tees. I'm going to pick up our shirts that we're going to be taking down to WrestleCon. I'm going to pick those up next week when I'm in uh, – next weekend when I'm up in Chicago. Cool. Go to a uh, Go to a Bulls game while I'm up there as well. Mm. Best burger I've ever had in my life up there on the uh, West Loop. I'm going back there again next <laughs> weekend. O'Shaval, the name of the uh, restaurant. Really? the restaurant. a lot of good places. O'Shaval, best bus. burger I've ever had in my life, and I'm going back there again before the Bulls game. Next, uh, next. Yeah, weekend Chicago's today.
0: branching out, man. You know, they they had the uh, you know the NFL draft was there, man. I was there like two days before that draft. It was nuts in
2: Chicago. My sister went uh, went to a couple days of that when she was living uh, closer to downtown, yeah. and they uh, they did that. So I know they, um, yeah, they. They liked it up there, but they're trying to move it around all over the place. I can't yeah, think of I where heard, it is this year,
0: though. Yeah, man, I heard. I heard they're even moving around WrestleManias too, man. I heard Minneapolis is thrown in from one of the WrestleManias coming up too, man. Oh, what
2: do you? Mean? Oh, you're talking about like the, from the normal cities? Yeah, uh, from, from just they're, Florida, they're, they're New trying, Orleans. they're yeah. trying
0: to spread it all around, man. I, I guess places that have domes.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's more. You know, it's kind of like what the NFL is doing with Super Bowls. You uh, you build a uh, you, know, you build a new stadium, you know, in a warm city or at least mm-hmm. a dome city and they'll give you a wrestlemania or they'll give you a super bowl and i think it you know it'd be kind of foolish for wrestlemania to not jump on that as well
0: Well, bro, they didn't build a stadium in a warm city in Minneapolis, bro. It was negative two when we were walking to the Mall of America to do Radio Row. It was the coldest thing.
2: I know there's talk, too. The Combine was just this past week. They've been holding that in Indianapolis for years. I don't know why they
0: don't move that around either, man. I think it's
2: a central location thing. I think it's right in the middle of the country. It could be for travel-wise. It could be. You you could put it out in L.A., and maybe they'll move it out to L.A. once they build that new stadium out there, but – you know, you look at it where you know from where all the college players are coming from. There, you know, they're coming from all over, and it's also college mm-hmm. players too. Mm-hmm. These aren't, you know, these aren't the millionaire athletes that are flying in. These are guys that are. It's basically a job interview, so you have it in the middle of the country where it's convenient for everybody to travel. So they yeah, have, I yeah. think
0: I think usually what happens with a lot of that stuff, man, their agent pays for the flight anyway. So I mean, you wait. That new stadium's going to pop up in L.A. You're gonna. You're going to have most of the Super Bowls are going to be there. You're going to have most of the the combine stuffs going to be there. And also, don't forget now <clears throat> when uh, Oakland starts in Vegas here next year, you're going to have that that new stadium that they're going to build in Las Vegas. They're trying to get the Super Bowl there every year as you can imagine for the odds makers in Vegas.
2: That man, that's gonna be yeah that's, that's gonna be a slippery slope oof. what they'll uh, what they'll end up doing. I don't know how they get Vegas. away with it doesn't
0: even yeah. allow you to gamble but then they have all these gambling right. sites on football. You know, it's it's crazy.
2: Did you go to the uh did you go to the combine when when uh James was in it?
0: Uh no I didn't I went to his pro day at Ohio State okay which is really cool man the way they do stuff like that no I watched uh, James combine on TV like everybody else did
2: so they had a they little...
0: don't let they don't let outsiders in they don't let fans in really no, no
2: they had a linebacker this year in Indianapolis Shaquem Griffin out of Central Florida Central Florida linebacker I think I saw that. he was uh, his um. Is that left the best best guy. That yeah, yeah, his he does not have a left hand. He uh, was born with a uh, born with a condition that doctors decided to cut his hand off when he was four years old. So they cut off his left hand. I guess his they were threatening to cut off his uh, th- that he had pain in his hand as a child. So they decided to basically amputate his most of his left arm, and he. Still has been a football player, a damn good football oh, bro, player I've, over the uh, over I've, the years. I just saw a film clip on <laughs> yeah, him, just Division One player.
0: Bro. He's making tackles all over the field, chasing <laughs> down guys. So,
2: and he bench pressed, what twenty yeah. reps? So they gave him a prosthetic device on his left wrist that allowed him to grip the bar with his left hand, or with his uh, on the left side, while also gripping it on his right side, and he was able to bench press two hundred and twenty-five pounds. 20 times. Mm, that's crazy. <laughs> 20 but you wait, times. You wait, Joe. You're, you're
0: gonna, <laughs> listen, I think that's a phenomenal feat, right? Don't get me wrong. You're, but you're going to have some idiots are going to go out there and say, well, that's not fair. He doesn't have to grip the bar with his left hand. He's gripping it with a device that's locking onto the bar. And he, uh, naysayers, bro. They just drive me crazy sometimes. But, bro, really, listen, the kid is an athlete. Look what he just did. I want to see anybody that's got a hand chopped off, go there and try to bench press. First of all, try to be a normal guy and bench press, you know, 20 reps at two and a quarter. Yeah. Then come talk to me and then be a guy that's got one arm. Do it. It's, it's great. Listen, he, he's great. I saw the interview on uh, the NFL network. He's a great, humble young man. He And I wish him best. Uh, he's going to get drafted by somebody. Listen, if, uh, the the guy could play for the New York Giants. What was his name to blew off his fingers with the firecrackers? JPP. JPP can play. This kid can play in the NFL. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, they you know they even showed him being able to catch football with uh, with the one hand too. That you know for an interception. So it's you know it was a remarkable story. He's also fast too. Four point three eight on the uh, on the forty. They said that was the fastest forty time by a linebacker since two thousand three.
0: Yeah, but keep in mind now. Keep in mind. They have him CB slash mm-hmm. linebacker. So he's a really a safety slash linebacker or cornerback slash linebacker. He's one of those guys that in the nickel packets to move him up in the box. Right. You know what I mean? So he's really, you know, that, that used to drive me nuts with football, man, because, you know, football has been I love ever since I ever played a game. You know, when you see a guy that they call, okay, he is a linebacker. And they'll call guys like Robert Quinn or Chris Long a linebacker. No, your hands down in the dirt. You're a defensive right. end. But the way they name positions now in the new schemes, it's considered a linebacker. But it's just really unfair when you start comparing it to guys like my son James, who's a traditional middle linebacker. You know what I mean? And it's not a safety like Mark Barron. He plays linebacker for the Rams, but he's really a strong safety that couldn't play strong safety, so they moved him up to outside linebacker which is standing up, and you're you're doing mostly pass-rock coverages anyway. So it's kind of a, listen, regardless of what he is, he bench-pressed two and a quarter 20 times, and he's fast, and he's going to get drafted. So, I mean, God bless and congratulations, young man. You just made it to the NFL.
2: We mentioned the bench-press 225 times. I wanted to get to this before we take a break and touch on the 20-year anniversary of LOD 2000. Are you familiar with the TV show Game of Thrones? Yes. Have you ever watched? I've never watched an episode of it. I watched, watched it, it okay. once or
0: twice, man. I'm not. A, I don't watch a lot of it.
2: There is a character on it called the Mountain. Mm-hmm. Half Half Thor Brunson, H A F T H O R. Got to be from name. Iceland. I would Matt. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> in the uh, last name uh, B J O R N S S O N.
0: Oh Bjornson
2: Bjornson. So he plays the Mountain. On this uh, on this show. Probably is a mountain. He he's a huge son yeah. of a bitch. He benched uh over the weekend at the 2018 Arnold Strongman Classic. Deadlifted, I should say deadlifted. One thousand pounds. I saw that. I saw that.
0: I saw that, man. Somebody sent me a Facebook post on that, man. Yeah, yeah.
2: The record uh for lifting without the assistance of a deadlift suit. Four one thousand forty one pounds. That's
0: incredible, man. You know. To give you an idea, there was a guy, um, Freddie Hadfield. Well, Look at Bill Kazmaier. Bill Kazmaier back in the day, and you're talking 20 years ago, was doing 996. Could you imagine the guy with, let's just say, with today's technology? <laughs> we won't get into other specifics, but with today's... Addison. attitudes, add- add- and technology. <laughs> guy like Kazmaier would have been a 2,000-pound deadlifter. Bro, these guys from Iceland are monsters. Bro. You know, I'm a big fan of the World's Strongest Man. I love watching it. I would actually like to commentate on that show sometime. It's crazy. You know, just some of the lifts they do. You know, because Ted Arcedi and Bill Kazmaier, who both did the World's Strongest Man, both tried to get into pro wrestling. Uh, it didn't work out for them, whatever reason. But, man, those guys could do freak. Casimir would hold that. Did the battery lift. So they'd hold that frickin' 50-pound battery. And you had to hold it straight on, out without bending your arms down below your chest for as long as you can for a time limit, you know. Or Remember when Franco, I don't know if you remember, Joe, but Franco Colombo, who competed in Mr. Olympia against Arnold Schwarzenegger, was running with a refrigerator strapped to his lap, running, and his left knee just buckled and Ugh. blew out. Oh Ugh. yeah, hey, bro, it's just crazy what some of these guys would do. Oh. But the amount of weights that guys are playing with now that they played with in the past, and Joe, what you have now, what people don't realize you have six foot eight, six foot nine guys that are four hundred fifty pounds that look like bodybuilders that are up there just throwing around weight and most of them come from Iceland because I you know I'm a big fa- uh, fan of the Reebok Fit Games too right mm mm-hmm. mhm Every girl that wins and mostly, and every year is a female from Iceland, pretty much. Yeah,
2: he is uh, 6'9", 397
0: pounds. <laughs> See what I say? Yeah, six eight, six nine guys, man. They're just monsters, man. Well, bro, listen, if it's anything like anything else in the cold weather and the cold water, it slows down your metabolism and you grow bigger, bro, and people are coming out of the woodwork from Iceland man Iceland's put on some very very strong individuals
2: yeah. and somehow has an eight pack as well i'm looking yeah, at the pictures go, here bro and he that means he's got has these guys
0: superb he's got a superb chemist in his back corner My then god <laughs> good that's lord
2: that's unbelievable bro yeah, yeah. That's crazy. he lives at something called an elephant bar
0: an elephant bar.
2: Yeah. You familiar with that? No. <clears throat> I was going to say, they just had probably the 45-pound bench bars that, you know, back in the well, day. Well, they probably,
0: it, what it probably is, I think it has to be for the amount of plates you got to put on there. I'm sure the. That's it, what it is. The, yeah, to the, keep it from the, bending. Yeah, the nitrogen content in the bar has got to mm-hmm. be stronger to keep it from bending as far as the metallic, you know, compound. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> listen to me like I know what I'm talking about. I only know that because I owned three gyms at one time. But yeah, the bar's got to be a little stiffer for powerlifting, so with it bends, it doesn 't leave a bend and it doesn 't break on mm-hmm. you. you know what i mean it 's got to be able to stand that kind of that poundage man but that's yeah that's crazy, bro The kind of weight these guys are throwing around today just I just look at it and I just sort of
2: laughing it's yeah it's uh really amazing there. Hey, we have uh, touched on a lot here over the first hour of this uh this show let 's take a quick break when we come back, take a look back twenty years ago. L-O-D-2000. We'll touch on that for a little bit.
1: This is Andy Hanselman, president of the St. Louis Podcast Network. How would you like to be part of the What A Rush podcast? Sponsorship opportunities are now available and more affordable than you would imagine. Wrestling podcasts are the hottest thing going in the podcast world right now. Some being listened to by hundreds of thousands of wrestling fans, just like yourself. If you would like to get in on the ground floor of the What A Rush podcast, hosted by Road Warrior Animal, please contact Joe Roderick at Podcast at gmail.com have a WWE Hall of Famer promote your product to other loyal wrestling fans and see what these guys can do for
2: you. So Joe, about 20 years ago on this day or around this time, the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors underwent a bit of a uh, a bit of an image change. If you uh if you will, they uh they kept the spike shoulder pads. They uh, kept the you know they they kept the the attitude the tough man the strong big you know big strong you know wrestler but they they had a little bit of a change as we saw the debut of LOD 2000 and i have a lot of notes on it have a lot of uh you know things that that we can go over with that but this all kind of started – first off, when when were you guys first approached with the LOD 2000 gimmick?
0: Well, here here's how that all came about, all right? Where the LOD 2000 thing came in is where Hawk had already – to be quite honest, Joe, Hawk had already been suspended two or three times for substance abuse. Yeah. So in coming back, they were saying, okay, man, we need to repackage you guys in a different way, give you a different type of look and to see exactly uh what we can do here and they were for sure going to use us cuz it was right in 2000, you know what I mean? Well, it was
2: 1998, so that's, yeah, that's so. another thing, too. They go with the name LOD2000. Well, because thousand we're in corner. Yeah, everybody was worried about Y2K and if their yeah, computers yeah, were yeah. going to work and yeah. so uh, if satellites were going to fall out of the sky. So they so. jumped on the bandwagon yes. pretty much
0: by saying that, right? So <clears throat> yeah. LOD2K is what they could have called it. But it would have been better if they would have called it LOD2K for T-shirts. But here, here's the thing, man. So they said to me, "Man, what can we do?" And they said, "I said, well, they trusted me in doing the gimmick because I developed all the other shoulder pads for Hawk and I over the years." So I said, "I came up with these different designs, got our airbrush guy who does all the hockey helmets for the NHL in uh, in Blaine, Minnesota, to do it, and got the shoulder pads and the helmet done, and got the forearm gauntlets and the shin pads for us, and uh, that's what LOD two thousand came about, you know. Then they then they decided, said, Okay, now how can we?' You got to understand, and our and in our era of business, and as strong as Hawk and I was, nobody, no matter who it was, no matter what matches we had, nobody was able to, we weren't able to get empathy whatsoever. Nobody can get sympathy with us. So they were trying to say, okay, how can we soften these guys up and get sympathy? And that's where they decided to try to put Sonny with us. Okay, give it a little bit of a female element uh, and, and see, where, see where it's going to go there. And so that's what they tried to do that.
2: So it was more of a instead of having you know in the past your manager was Paul Ellering who Mm -hmm. was a tough son of a bitch just like the two of you who could you know lift with you guys in the gym who could get in there and make your tag match a six man and hold his own especially back in the uh, you know in the late eighties he you know that's why and he could and he could talk so instead. They try to freshen up the uh, freshen things up and give you guys sunny and make it to where, as you said, she can be a sympathetic figure if needed. Well, yeah,
0: man, got, you're, you're getting more into the entertainment aspect of what WWE eventually become. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they were trying to try to do something a little bit different. And that's what they did with us. I mean, listen, it was an ominous figure. When we did an In Your House or whatever we did, you know, the shows back then, and you come out through our music and the three of us came out, it looked good visually, right? But, uh, you know, behind the scenes it was a little bit different, but they were trying to soften us up a little bit and, you know, give us a little bit of a softer presence with the whole thing you know and that's where we stood
2: here's what dave Meltzer wrote about it in the observer Uh, the legion of doom now christened lod 2000 unfortunately appear to have gotten a new name not by being futuristic but because hawk wrestles like a 2000 year old man (laughs) <laughs> he goes on to say still almost anything in this environment can get over and no matter how bad they may be in the ring they'll survive through the sex appeal of Sonny and form uh, their old reputation gained in another era well you
0: know that's why Dave Meltzer writes <laughs> and he doesn't wrestle Cause he, he doesn't. He talks like a man with a smack ass sometimes right you know listen man he, Meltzer he doesn't ever say anything bad about me he says bad things of course he could you know, let's blast a guy who's uh, you know at the end of his career yeah. and having problems with health wise, like Hawk was having. I like to see Dave Meltzer beat uh, you know beat Hep C and take the interferon treatments and then have a heart attack and then live through the heart attack and then still be able to uh, you know wrestle at the end of all that too. You know, so listen, it is what it is. But you know what? At the top of the at the end of the day, nineteen ninety eight, we're still the top tag team in professional wrestling. So and here we are now. How many years later? In the year two thousand eighteen, still considered to be the best tag team ever in professional wrestling. So, listen. No, the good thing about the wrestling business is nobody really takes heed in what Melcher says anymore. You know, I mean, back then he was the only game in town. You know, you got to understand. Back in nineteen ninety eight, Joe, your pre pre computer days, pre everything days. The Wrestling Observer cheat sheet was—we called it the cheat sheet because that was the only thing you got mm-hmm. to get information. And half the time, all the boys hated Meltzer because he would give his opinion just like this. And I guarantee, if Hawk was standing there looking in that eye, Melcher wouldn't be saying the same to Hawk because Meltzer <coughs> wouldn't even be here.
2: Another thing they did—you talk about the sympathy, and you you read about it in a lot of places. And other guys, I know, guys have come up to you and talked to you about it. Is when right before you guys took the time off to then be repackaged as LOD 2000, they had the New Age Outlaws shave half of a hawk's head. And when you guys came back, you had the buzz cuts. You guys had both kind of shaved your heads. You'd shave the mohawk, and you guys were, weren't were really growing out your hair. You just had a full head of hair for the first well, time in had, your we,
0: career. We had the short flat tops, you <clears throat> yeah. know what I mean? The short flat tops, and uh, that, that's where Vince wanted to go with it. Um, personally, I thought it was a mistake. I mean, mm-hmm. I wasn't really happy about doing it. Uh, I wasn't really happy about it when Hawk suggested cut my hair. Um, Hawk was more vain about his hair than I was, man. I could really give a crap about the hair. I wore a bandana anyway, so I could really care about it. But, you know, Hawk, I think, you know, even though he suggested early in the career to do the double mohawk, I think he really kind of hated the haircut to begin with. You know what I mean? But it just fit his personality. But, uh, you know, he had always wanted to grow his hair out because every time we would get on the road, man, he'd have a full head of hair. And I would, if we had two weeks off, he wouldn't shave it. I would have to razor it out and clip it out and shave it. I was like, it's freaking bartender as well as wrestling partner as well as babysitter, <laughs> everything on the road. Guys you just laugh, you know. But yeah, man, they they, they we try to do a different look which didn't last very long because, you know, eventually we end up going back
2: and uh, tell the story again. I know you've mentioned it in other episodes and we'll probably mention it again when we uh, eventually do an entire episode around Hawk, but tell the, uh, tell the story again because you guys debuted as LOD 2000 with the, uh, with the goalie masks.
0: Yeah, we had the goalie mask on, and uh, I actually, I thought they looked pretty cool. I mean, they were very futuristic looking. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, in today's wrestling business, it would fit in just perfect. Uh, but uh, you know, we were we had a, like like everything in the wrestling business. Man, Hawk and I prided ourselves on being ahead of the ahead of the game. You know, we were ahead of the pack a little bit, and we're very inventive in that in that fact. And uh, we 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 try to see where it was going to go. And uh, I I liked the thing. that Hawk couldn't stand it. Hawk threw. He actually threw his wrestling mask somewhere. I forget who he gave it to. He threw it to give it to somebody.
2: Do you have you ever heard where that is? Because he threw it into the crowd.
0: Yeah, he did, he Do just, we know
2: who has it nah, or who he, ended
0: up with it? No, nah, man. He he he. he un, back then, you gotta understand, bro. Hawk was not in the right frame of mind whatsoever.
2: But that, I want to find out who has that. I mean, somebody has to have oh, that at some home. Some fans got it. some yeah, fans got it. bro. Some I fan ain't... has to have that. I want to know where it is.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Do you still have yours? No, man. I sold mine. I sold mine to a fan. Some fan wanted my. I don't how know. much? Uh probably like a thousand bucks, maybe something for it. It cost me ten dollars, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you know. So yeah. So I, when I got offered the money for it, I said, Yeah, sure, I'll sell it. You know, what do I care? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a Mylek goalie mask that you buy for street hockey. I just painted it. Oh, it, that's it, I know, <laughs> but so, but one fan did get a good mask of mine. You know, right, I they got it for I, free. I want to know where that I, is. I had one of those old school Milek street hockey masks, like mm-hmm. Jason for Friday the Thirteenth, and I and I had one of those one time, Joe, and, and that's after I had the eye surgery, and I wore that, and when I was talking, I would sound like this. When I was talking, <laughs> people would laugh at me. That was that was the rib in the locker room. Guys would walk around, walk next to me, and go, <laughs> you know, you like I really good. I could, they couldn't understand a word I was saying, so. I took that one time when when I came back finally in Baltimore, Maryland. I did a rundown when Barbarian and Warlord were beating up Hawk. And I made a little comeback on Barbarian and Warlord. And all of a sudden, Warlord hit me from behind. Barbarian gave me a high boot. And I flung that mask off my face so that people could see that underneath that mask, I was already painted up. And when that mask came off, my face was hanging there. I grabbed that mask and I threw it into about the second balcony at the Baltimore Civic Center. So somebody's got a great Road Warrior mask there <laughs> that I used, you know, at one time. So, hey, man, two people on the East Coast got great Road Warrior masks.
2: That's awesome. you guys, Your last match on TV would have been February 17th. Well, that was when it was, ta- uh, it was a Monday Night Raw taping on February 17th. So I guess it probably would have aired, I'm guessing, February 23rd. And that was against the New Age Outlaws, Billy Gunn and the Road Dog. And that's when you guys went away. You guys fought on the air, and you went away, and then you were repackaged. So the first time you guys came back, uh, you, you guys showed up, and then you guys appeared for that March 29th WrestleMania 14, which I want to go over in entirety with you at some point before we head down to New Orleans for WrestleMania 34. But it was the 15-team battle royal that you guys were a, uh, were a part of and just the list of names that was in here for, for this match, you, you had, I'm, just, I'm going through here, and it, the way it was, the match was so nondescript, they didn't even bother telling people, this is from Meltzer, who was in there in the first place, but the real story was the new look of LOD 2000. It said you were wearing, and also, too, we haven't mentioned you were wearing shorts. You're, you're not wearing the pants. You're wearing shorts for the first time. And that, again, was, a, uh, was done because of Vince McMahon. Uh, that was Vince's idea. And why? Well, he goes,
0: yeah, you got those big thighs. Show them. <laughs> he goes, why are you hiding those things, man? You should have been showing those all along. And I said, you know, because, listen, Vince is a body guy. I mean, yeah. that's his that's thing. He loved bodybuilding. He loves to work out. He's all about that. He respects the fact that guys that could work out and get some legs on them. And he says, hey, man, do it. So I said, okay, I don't care. I'll try the, I'll try the shorts. I mean, listen, if we're going to go a different look and package packages a different way, you got to go all out and try to package you a different way. We were kind of the same but different. You know what I mean? Our, mm-hmm. our coloring was a little different, and the tights were a little different, and the design was a little different. So the haircuts were definitely different. You know, so that's what we did.
2: In this match, it was Miguel Perez and Savio Vega, Jesus Castillo, Jose Estrada, Recon and Sniper, uh, <laughs> Bradshaw and Chains, it says here, Dilo Brown, Mark Henry, Farouk and Kama Mustafa, Jacques Rougeau and Pierre Olette. Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, Mosh and Thrasher, Brian Christopher and Scott Taylor, 8-Ball and Skull, Flash Funk and Steve Blackman, Henry and Phineas Godwin, Bodacious Bart, and Bombastic Bob.
0: And, bro, just look at that list of tag teams. Even though they're not, some of them aren't your major tag teams, it's still a lot better than what's going on today. I mean, at least a lot of those guys can wrestle, <laughs> you know.
2: Uh, you you <laughs> say that, and then you, you you don't even know who recon and sniper are. No. I want to say one of them. I want to say that's Kurgan. I want to say that was Kurgan. It, yeah, it could and, be. Yeah,
0: yeah, it could be.
2: Uh, so I think that's that was the truth commission. That, re, re, uh, that re, came recon, out
0: there. yeah, they were a part of the oddities at one time.
2: Kurgan was, yes. yeah,
0: Kurgan was, yeah. So. Yeah, Kurgan, and Kurgan was a movie guy. He just still does movies now today.
2: It was Kurgan in one of yeah. the natural disasters, wasn't it? Could it be typhoon, or was it was an
0: earthquake? I it, don't know. It wasn't it, John Tenta, I don't think. I think it was typhoon.
2: I thought it was Tenta, had one that sounds. And then they had another guy too. That's well, we'll I'm sure we'll get into that yeah, at yeah. some point. But you guys win that. It was eight minutes and 19 seconds, and but I didn't take well, long. No. It was just you know it was a battle royal. So not only that, oh, it was Lord. just a bunch of forearms being thrown around, and then every now and then somebody you probably just went up to somebody and said, "Hey, bro, I'm going to throw you over." It was a match to showcase us coming back. It was, the pre-show. was. Yeah, yeah, it was it probably, the pre-show. Yeah, it was the pre-show for WrestleMania, and that's that's about it. We're going to watch. We're you know what? How we did with the the watch along with the Royal Rumble, the uh, the the. the what the, was it the ninety one, ninety two Royal Rumble that we just did a few weeks ago? We are going to do that with this. We're going to find it on the network, and we're going to watch it. And you're gonna you are going to give you know. You know, what we're
0: going to do sometime. Here is what we're going to do sometime. <clears throat> and we should try to do this at WrestleMania. If Meltzer's got the balls, we should get Meltzer on the
2: podcast. You want his number? We'll get. We'll, I got his number. We'll, you want his I, number? I got
0: Milcher's number. You I, do? I okay. I've never call him, but we should get him on the podcast. You, you didn't and call listen, him, bro. give him
2: uh, results? No. Yeah. Listen, man.
0: Let me. Where do you get off on some of your opinions of the guys when you've never stepped foot in the squared circle? Unless you know what it's like, how to do that job, do not
2: comment on it. Opinions are like buttholes, man. Everybody's got one. So this then led to you, uh, you know, this basically gave you guys, put you guys right back there as the number one contenders. The New Age Outlaws still had the, had the titles. They were going to join DX right after WrestleMania ended. So I guess that repackages them a little bit, even though they were already working with DX and working with Sean and Hunter at the time. So it was, you know, not much changed except they started wearing DX apparel. I, yeah. I guess outside of that, that and then that Sean left, and uh, yeah. Sean Waltman comes in, X Pac comes in, and it's kind of an entirely different Degeneration X, but part of the group that uh, that you know entered in. <laughs> well, the, you know, you understand, the, man. The Attitude
0: Era. We were at that time too, bro. We we the reason why they <laughs> brought us back and why we're going back to the number one tag team. You got to look in the action figures and all the mm-hmm. ancillary rights. We were selling a crap of stuff. Yeah. Back then, okay, us and Undertaker and Warrior and Hogan were selling a lot of stuff and Bret Hart and, and, and the Hart Foundation. So when you're in that kind of a of a lane, they're going to bring back and going to repackage it. Now, when it started getting to the part of going darker, when DX was going darker, this is where
2: Hawk and I had to make a stand and say, you know what, we're going to go to Japan for a bit. That's after you're talking. Oh, you're talking back in the day before. Yeah. Okay, you're, yeah. you're yeah. not talking '98. You're talking before. No, I'm yeah.
0: talking even after that. I mean, because listen, you can only go there and let yourself be repackaged so many times before it just be a pain in the rear end. And you know, and and uh what you know, we we went to get repackaged. Yeah. And, you know, it Hawk wasn't really happy. I and mean, listen, yeah. Hawk. Was you guys went to, to
2: Japan '93 yeah, and '94. Yeah. yeah,
0: Hawk was trying to get repackaged. Hawk was trying to do business, and Hawk was trying to do everything else. You know. It, you know, to be a businessman with the WWF or WWE, futurely, you know.
2: Yeah. And most of was, your most of your matches then at the early part of LOD two thousand were well. First off, you guys you come back and you beat Jose Estrada and Jesus Castillo right after WrestleMania, the night after WrestleMania for Raw's War, and then this is uh, in Syracuse. I, am I supposed to know these names? Frank Stiletto and Roy Raymond are those just two jobbers? Yeah. Okay, yeah. the, the names are in here, and then and then basically, I mean, God, I mean, if you didn't see the Road War, if you didn't see the Legion of Doom face the New Age Outlaws in 1998, you weren't watching wrestling because you guys face off against each other in in England, and then in Germany, you face the Godwins, but then in Germany, 're uh, Berlin, Germany, you're facing the New Age Outlaws, Beirut, Germany, New Age Outlaws, Hamburg, Germany, you guys are facing the New Age Outlaws, Hunter and Kane as you guys are teamed with The Undertaker <laughs> in in Germany. In Philadelphia on uh, April 13th, Steve Austin, LOD, 2000, and Undertaker, you beat Kane, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Billy Gunn, and Jesse James. So you're working, too. You get repackaged, but you're still working on top with Steve Austin and The Undertaker in 1999. So they have big plans for you guys. Oh, yeah, man. With hu- huge plans. You know, I... <laughs> Who knows what Hawk was thinking? It just went wrong. It just took a big left turn. Yeah. The um so then on top of that, you as you go through here, Lowell, Massachusetts, you guys beat the New Age Outlaws by DQ, New Haven, Connecticut. You guys again beat them by DQ. What was what was the DQ in these matches? Are they just they just have enough of it at a certain point and use a chair? You know, I don't even know what the
0: DQs were. I'm sure it was something we just had we got fed up and we got mm-hmm. DQ'd. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure in the match somehow, you know, we were probably won by default, whether it was by using the I think it was by using the belt. OK, you know, yeah, we would get DQ'd there. The referee would just throw it out.
2: And then on top of that, you uh, you know, and then this is all leading up to what we're and Meltzer even writes about it. He thought you guys were going to win the titles back in Greensboro, North Carolina at a pay-per-view. The pay-per-view I I had it here with the um the the list of what the pay-per-view was, it was Over the Edge. WWF Over the Edge in 1998, May 31st. Uh no, that's not it. It was a uh, different one. Uh pay-per-view the what I guess it would have been the April pay-per-view, uh, Unforgiven. Uh yeah, Unforgiven in 1998. You guys retain the WWF titles by, or they retain uh Brian James and uh Billy Gunn retained the WWF titles in 12 minutes and 13 seconds. So it leads all the way up to that. And then you guys don't win the titles. I what's they, they build you up. They build you up. They build you up. Was there talk of you guys getting the titles back or did it just change?
0: Well, no, I listen at that time. It was just a tumultuous time. You know what I mean? It's a, you know, they here we go back to give us the big push, and then, then Hawk just freaking – I can't tell you what was going on in his head, man. Yeah. He just decided that uh, he had had enough. You know what I mean? I mean, I think I think he was lost in his head. I think he didn't want it in his heart anymore. Um, uh, and, and, you know, and to rightly so. We weren't making the money we rightly deserved to make and everything else. We were getting a push. But then again, man, you got to be – a Uh, You got to be a loyal employee and and an employee that plays by the book too. And you know, Mike did not want to play. Mike did not play. Mm. Mike had his own set of rules. I mean, Hawk was Hawk. What are you going to do about it? You can't do anything. I mean, that's Mm. just that's the only reason why anything would change in the middle of any storyline with Hawk and I.
2: It's it's him playing by the rules. The um, so uh, yeah, as we go through here, that's kind of when things changed. I I guess that's kind of as uh, when the way things ended as far as your push went because after that you do face the new age outlaws a couple more times, but then you end up in a, in a program with skull and eight ball. And those are the Harris twins, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, that thing where they were going to bring back Paul Ellering and then Paul mm-hmm.
0: turned on us with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, listen, listen, DOA is great guys. I mean, Ronnie and Donnie Harris, great guys. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I think at that time they were trying to figure out uh, what, what are they going to do with us. DX was kind of taking on its own life, doing crazy stuff. And, you know, they were trying to figure out what to do with Hawk and I. And DOA was another big guy tag team. You know what I mean? But, you know, listen, it, you know back then there was a lot of animosity going on, Joe. I mean, people don't realize it's going on behind the scenes there. Here you go, you bring a couple guys in by like DOA. But, you know, when you look back at SummerSlam 92 or whatever it is, who's riding motorcycles down the ring? Hawk and mm-hmm. I were. Then you have a couple guys like DOA riding down motorcycles down to the ring. When we suggested for years, hey, let us ride bikes down to the ring, let's ride bikes down to the ring. We never can. But then you have two other guys come in and they could ride them down. And we're thinking to ourselves, why the heck are you doing that with us? You know? and so there was a lot of that kind of stuff going on behind the scenes that people didn't really know about that, uh, that leads up to whatever decisions Hawk made to, to call it quits.
2: Yeah, that and as we uh you know, and that's kind of when Draws was introduced. It says here around the uh around May 10th or so. It says that Draws is going to be uh that, that Draws is expected to become that third member of L.O.D. 2000. So they talk about this in June or in May, but it wasn't for a few more weeks until he was actually going to be introduced. When were you guys first introduced to Draws?
0: Well, we saw him back there in the locker room and um Our thing was we heard that this guy can throw up on command. Bam. Can make himself throw up, right? His nickname was Puke.
2: And so. That, that, of course, came, by the way, from he was uh, puked right on Monday Night Football when he was playing with the Denver Broncos. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, you know, that that was our name. got a delay of game penalty for it.
2: (laughs) That was our name that Hawk (laughs) gave him was Puke, right? So, I mean,
0: so we were trying to figure out where he was going to fit in. And I think if you look at that back at that time, you had factions. Mm-hmm. Factions were just starting to come into play. You had the nation. warfare. Well, you had the nation of domination. Yeah. You had DOA. You had uh, DX, who had three or four members in it. You had everybody was going, yeah. You, you had groups of guys. And so they're figuring with us, okay, well, listen, Hawk's kind of screwing up a little bit. We're going to have draws in here as a backup with Animal. We could do six bands with these guys, go off into a tag. If Hawk's got to disappear, he could tag with Animal, and do these matches, and that's where their idea was at the time. So,
2: uh, you know, looking back, we're, we're it's one of those things that we will absolutely touch on more when we do a draws episode, when we do a hawk episode, when we talk with the Harris brothers. These are all things that played into LOD two thousand. But when you look back at the when you look back at the history of the LOD two thousand gimmick and the fact that it ran almost all the way through. All of two, uh, 1998, especially, you know, even after even after Hawk left, you you still tagged a bit with draws before you guys both disappeared. It, when you look back on it, is it something you felt could have worked or just Hawk didn't want to do it from the beginning and it kind of ended right then when it started?
0: Well, I think if Hawk would have been in the right frame of mind, man, anything we could have done together would have made it work. I mean, look yep. at the way we started off in the wrestling business with nothing and we made it into the biggest team ever. But you know, <clears throat> he wasn't in the right frame of mind to make it work, so it wasn't going to work no matter what we did. <clears throat> Even some of after the stupid ideas they did, like making Hawk fall off the top of the Triton, and and me begging for Hawk dot to jump. And you know, I mean? if I mm-hmm. was a true road warrior, I would say, "Well, go jump, you idiot." <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But you know, we, they tried to do something soft with us, and. Made Hawk do that whole drunk thing all the time, coming down to the ring drunk. And to me, that was so disrespectful. At the end of the day, to be quite honest with you, Joe, if Hawk wasn't going to quit, I was going to quit. Mm-hmm. It was just too much. Too close to home. Listen, I understand about doing something off the cuff and uh, getting into that shock value of TV and and uh, you know going dark, as they called it. They called it, we're going dark, we're going dark, we're going dark. Well... Go ahead and go dark without me, man, because what you're doing with my partner right now, is too close to home. I See, they don't understand. I've been fighting that demon with him for 20 years. Yeah. And here they go and just throw it out there on the forefront with it, right? Boom. You know, and so now you're giving a guy a green light to go get messed up every night. And now, the, what does that leave everything? It was just a, it was just a, it was made for disaster, bro. It was like a, the perfect storm was getting put together. All the way around, and that's exactly what happened, and it blew up in their face.
2: Well, we will uh, we will definitely touch more on that. But as we uh, come on the 20 year anniversary of LOD 2000 happening, that uh, I guess we never even mentioned. I mean, Sonny, it, it says in here, it, it does talk in it, you know in the Observer, it makes mention of the fact that Sonny, it said, was not scheduled to go full time on the road with you. But she'll make the northeastern dates and major shows when the WWF doesn't have her booked elsewhere. Did that just she just fade away from that Well, from that? I mean,
0: there's a lot of issues with her too. Yeah. She wasn't the same after Chris Candido died and uh she was kind of messed up in the head a little bit and she had her own issues and right. uh, you know, she was a great person. But you know, listen, man, she was she, she was not in the right frame of mind to be with someone like Hawk and I because we were too crazy in the ring. You know, we didn't I mean we never stood still. So uh, it was a very dangerous gimmick when you got two guys with spiked shoulder pads mm-hmm. flipping around in the ring. Which, yep. and she actually got her face cut a little bit one night in Madison Square Garden in, in New York City. But, you know, <clears throat> I don't know what deal she had with the WWE or WWF at the time. We, we just didn't know. Um, when, when she was there when we showed up. She was there. If she wasn't there, mm-hmm.
2: she wasn't there. I mean, it didn't matter. So that'll uh, that'll wrap up our episode or our talk of LOD 2000. We have a, a special treat for the fans coming up this weekend because on Sunday Joe we are planning to do a Facebook live on uh, before fast lane, so the fast lane mm. pay per view is at seven o'clock central time. We are going to try to get it. We're going to try this is I'm not driving. I drive an hour and fifteen minutes to come and do the show with you every week. <laughs> I'm not driving an hour and fifteen minutes to do a uh, Facebook live with you uh, on a Sunday before the pay per view. We are going to try to Facebook live because what I what you can do with that is you can patch somebody else in, so you can have like a little guest on it. So. I will do it from the uh, Water Rush podcast patch, account. Patch me in. And then we will patch you in. It's all a matter of if <laughs> we can uh, get Road Warrior Animal to figure out how to uh, turn his phone on and be patched in <laughs> for this uh, for this show. Bro, I don't know Sunday. when I get a
0: Twitter notification until it comes up on <laughs> <with> my email.
2: <laughs> uh, the Yes, yeah, so the man mm-hmm. that yeah, used to body slam and power slam people all through the 80s and 90s. We're teaching him technology in 2018. Folks, we're getting them to be tech savvy, and we are going to uh, Facebook Live, uh, the uh, a pre-show for yeah. w- at w- the time uh, I feel like e- I want to power light. slam my computer. What are you talking about? <laughs> so we need you to go and uh, follow, give a like to the Facebook page. That'll be a Facebook Live. Go to the What a Rush podcast with Road Warrior Animal Joe Laurenitis, on Facebook. Go to that page, and that is where the Facebook Live will start when we patch in. Joseph Michael Laurinaitis uh, from his Facebook page on that. so no, what a rush! <laughs> so you can uh, go there and do that, and of course, um, we uh, will uh, talk to you next week. So in the meantime, go and buy those shirts at prowrestlingtees.com. Buy one of the uh, one of the two new uh, t shirts, the podcast shirts that we have up on the uh, on the website, along with all of the other ones. That are available. Make sure to get your Road Warrior shirt if you are heading down to New Orleans for the uh, for WrestleCon and for WrestleMania weekend down there. You don't want to uh, you don't want to show up to that event when uh, meet Road Warrior Animal without your Legion of Doom Road Warrior shirt, it'll, bro.
0: It'll be a blast, man. Come on, take a picture. I got my spiked shoulder pads. You could put it on for a photo. It's, it'll be a great time down there at WrestleMania Weekend down there at WrestleCon. And uh, listen, like I said before, Joe, if people want to contact me for bookings, yep. private message me here on Facebook or go to uh, bookforwrestlers.com, man. Or you can send me a tweet and I'll answer it and uh, we'll take care of it that way.
2: All right, Joe, take us home for uh, this week's episode. This is Road Warrior Animal. I'm here with my co host, Joe Roderick. You've been listening to,
0: oh, What a Rush podcast.